Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. Well, the sun is shining, the birds singing. It's Dave from Real, and thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again, where every week I am to bring you helpful hints and tips that I hope helps you make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey. So regardless of if you're buying your first home or or seeking to select your next investment property to add to your growing portfolio, or maybe, just maybe, you're a real estate agent somewhere out there in the world and you're just looking for new ideas that is going to help you and your clients. Well, I hope you found a home here on the podcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe away. You can consume the podcast on any of the platforms of your choice, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, Uh, You can find us on Google Music and iTunes. So uh, get subscribing away and make sure that you're receiving new episodes as they become available. If you're a a good real estate agent, then it really is incumbent upon you to keep on top of all matters with respect to real estate. I've made this suggestion to my friends in the industry before that tune in to the podcast to simply make an effort to register for your uh, for newsletters from the Property Council. If you're in Australia, for instance, the Property Council, um, there's usually a business organisation in South Australia, for instance, it's Business SA. Um, stay in contact with the... Um, with the uh, new news via LinkedIn uh, from property writers, influencers in the space. Um, and this way, you're getting information on a daily basis. Now, you, you can't take it all to heart. You really have to work out what's relevant out of that information that you're receiving to your marketplace and what is uh, speculative, what's opinion-based um, and what's maybe um, a simply sensational clickbait. Um, and Unfortunately, in the age of fake news, it's becoming increasingly difficult for the general public to disseminate the difference between the fake news and real hard facts um, and information that's very useful to them for them to be making an educated, informed decision about what they do next in property. And so when we're talking about the mainstream media, um, it it is very, very difficult for the public to discern. Some pieces are very much written as opinion pieces, um, whilst others are simply reporting the facts. Now, uh, just over the last week or so, uh, there's been some news that's been filtering out from uh, both the state and federal government around property, which I think is really interesting. So um, in South Australia, and, and by the way, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, the, the sands are always shifting when it comes to uh, government, uh, either um, government incentives around building property. The government's always looking to pull the levers to encourage growth in a sector that might be sluggish. Um, and just in recent times, we've seen that the uh, the Reserve Bank has reduced interest rates once again, although the banks uh, have chosen substantially not to pass it on. Uh, but we've had... Uh, so that's a lever that can be pulled um, at one level of our economy, um, and in this case by the Reserve Bank. Um, uh, then we've got... Um, at a state level, we've got uh, policy um, and, um, uh, and and I guess in this case we're talking about a proposed uh, new policy. Um, so the uh, 
uh, we're talking about land tax when we're talking from a South Australian state government perspective, which has been a hot topic and with very good reason. Now, land tax is a, a tax that's paid by um, people uh, for holding multiple properties. So you don't get land tax on your principal place of residence, but if you've got a few properties, then you can look forward to paying land tax. Now, um, People have been able to um, avoid paying land tax through a loophole. That meant that if you had uh, your properties in an ownership structure that wasn't one, a personal one. So for instance, you can have your own principal place of residence and you can own an investment property in your name and not be too affected. But if you had five properties in your own name, then you're going to incur some high degree of land tax. So people would set up uh, an ownership structure, for instance, their self-managed super fund, superannuation fund might own it, or a family trust might own another property, or a company might own another property that they might be a director of. So it's indirect ownership. So the state uh, Liberal government, which is a conservative government typically, and usually pro-business as a matter of fact, all of the institutions that are reeling under these proposed plans are the same bodies that were supporting the Liberal Party as they were pursuing government only 18 or so months ago. And so you can see very quickly how the state government has turned upon its core supporters. Uh, of course, those that have uh, typically got um, enough money uh, to have multiple properties, but that's not to say they have enough money to hold multiple properties. What do I mean by when I say that? Well, in often cases, these properties um, are commercial, properties, they're rent, rented out for a five-year period and that five-year rent that's been forecast has been negotiated well in advance. And if there is a new tax regime, that means that there's an impost of $10,000, $20,000 extra a year, the landlord has no way of passing that cost on. So we're going to see uh, if, if indeed the land tax reforms go through as originally proposed. Now, I believe there will be some adjustments made. Uh, and there's certainly been uh, the consultation period has only just uh, ended, and so we, we're going to see more of the finer detail. But if it, uh, the land tax reforms uh, were put into place as they were originally intended and muted as being, then um, you would find that uh, you would have landlords that just simply were renting out properties to not make much money at all, and in often cases wouldn't, if they had a mortgage on the property, uh, would not be able to even recover their mortgage on the property after the rent and all the outgoings and everything was paid by the tenant, which is a, a horrendous situation. I think any retrospective decision, in other words, any decision that affects people retrospectively, and that's exactly what this does, although the, the, the tax changes are being made now, unfortunately the decisions to rent these properties was made three, four, sometimes five or ten years ago. And there's no way that these people would have been able to forecast such a detrimental change to government policy. And I guess a lot of people would have thought if such a change was to occur, it would have been under the Labor government, the previous Labor government, as this is very much a policy you would typically see the Labor government pursue. And so we've seen a few knock-on effects. Um, we've seen, uh, once again, um, the, the government... Uh, sorry, once again, the... Industry bodies uh, coalesce into a, uh, uh, an effective political opposition to these changes um, and have stated the case very clearly during the co consultation period. And 
Um, the state government, as a result, can't take much solace from the uh, response of the business community. As a matter of fact, the Property Council has now revealed a survey that reveals a huge slump in business confidence. Now, the state government, uh, when they took upon uh, the reins of government uh, not that long ago, 18 or so months ago, uh, did so at a time when business confidence was at record lows. And then as a result of their election, the business community were simply elated by the opportunity after 17 years of a, of a left-wing government in place. Uh, the business community was elated to see a centre-right, a moderate uh, a political party take control um, with more of a, a business focus, um, with a, a with an eye to making life easier, re reducing red tape, and creating conditions, economic conditions conducive to growth. And then we've all been blindsided by uh, Rob Lucas, Treasurer Rob Lucas's plans here to uh, unravel the land tax arrangements that have become the status quo and that so many people have relied upon in order to sustain their commercial interests into the future. Now, what's also very interesting is these people are being affected, and I know there will be listeners that will say, boo-hoo, I feel terrible for those, you know, I feel terrible for those guys that have got millions of dollars in properties that are now going to have to pay, you know, maybe what you could deem as their fair share of tax. I would say if that was a change that was made in such a way that people could, that the landlords could factor it in, then it wouldn't affect confidence. But what affects confidence in our economy is when governments change uh, policy, when governments change law in such a way that it's detrimental. Um, and if they are going to do it now, what's to go stop them from doing it after giving no indication that this was ever on the radar? What's to stop them from changing something else in six or 12 months' time? That also shakes the foundations of confidence. So what's happened here is that we've now found that business confidence is plummeting because we no longer have confidence that a state liberal government is going to provide the stability in policy and in law that we need in order to make plans for the future. And I think this is a point that's largely lost on the government at this juncture. It is early days in their reign, but if they cannot maintain business confidence, unfortunately, they're not gonna be able to develop economic momentum. And it's exactly why we're starting to see the South Australian real estate market slump. And over recent times, we've seen transactional numbers drop considerably. If you've been following the podcast, you'd be understanding of the fact that we're now tracking at 2,000 less transactions a year than what we were just a few years ago. And that is in no small part due to a lack of confidence. We've had the sales knocked out of us with the Banking Royal Commission, then a federal election, and now with the land tax, proposed land tax reforms, uh, this has just been enough to shake uh, the confidence from our very fragile real estate market and regional economy. I'm Dave from Real. I hope you appreciate the insights here that um, help better position you to make uh, a good decision. Now, um, of course, the land tax reforms, uh, you've heard me state why I feel that they're bad at this juncture. Um, it affects confidence. Are they bad in principle? Are they bad? Uh, it, not necessarily. People should pay their fair share of tax, but 
these people have structured their ownership in such a way that they are paying their fair share of tax. They worked within the law to establish an ownership structure that was beneficial to them. And as Kerry Packer was once famously said uh, in a parliamentary inquiry, um, you know, why should you pay a cent more in tax than you have to? They'll only waste it anyway. I'm Dave from Real with those thoughts resonating in your mind. If you're thinking about doing anything in real estate, never hesitate to yell out. Please borrow from my 22 years of experience as a real estate agent and auctioneer, whether you're buying and just seeking the very best advice. Maybe you're buying at auction and you just need a strategy that's going to work for the day. Or perhaps even you're looking to sell, in which case we can definitely help you there. I hope you're tuning in every week and enjoying what I've got to say. And if you are, please subscribe and make sure that you receive notifications of all future episodes. I wish you all a wonderful long weekend. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Dave Sovereign Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes, and we look forward to bringing you more next week.